fight the world, I fight you, I fight myself, I fight God, just tell me how many words left, I fight pain and hurricanes, I'm trying to fight back tears, blood on my doorstep, life to live in hell, puddles of blood in the street, shooters on top of the building, government ain't in relief, and we're back. This is Dump on the Ump. Ostensibly a baseball podcast, season five, week 46. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Tonight, is Tuesday, December the 17th, coming at you straight from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel, this is Sam. I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take for this week involves fantasy football. Uh, Loyal listeners of the podcast will remember Eli, formerly of the podcast. Me and Eli are going head-to-head next week in our fantasy football finals uh and the winner wins the entire money pot for the entire league which is six hundred dollars oh wow yeah it's a lot of money it's like a lot of money going down and then you know the other one the loser loses everything loser has to pay them six hundred dollars that's the way it works (laughs) I think the side bet is if you win, Eli has to come back on the podcast. Right. And then if I lose, he doesn't have to come back on the podcast? You have to go on the His Job show in Providence. I have I have to just be available for sound bites whenever he needs them? Yes. <clears throat> okay. Eli, yeah. if you're listening, bet. <laughs> Eli, if you're listening... If you lose, you have to come back on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know it yet, but that's the way it's going to go down. <laughs> uh, like I said, I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. My hot take for the week sucks to be the University of Michigan basketball team. On Wednesday, December the 11th, they lost on the road at the Fighting Illini here in Champaign, 62-71, and then turned around on Saturday and lost at home to my Oregon Ducks, 71-70. So, if you're counting at home, that's two losses for Michigan, two wins for Joel. I'm counting both of those. On the other hand, it's still December, and it's college basketball, so nobody actually gives a flying fuck. But, Check out that Oregon-Michigan game. It was a one-point game in overtime. Pretty exciting. So who, how far along in the college basketball season are we? Very, just starting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <coughs> well, as much as I don't want to talk about that, we have a lot to get through tonight, Joel, so we probably should keep it, keep it moving. Yeah, keep it moving. Um, I want to give a quick shout-out to everybody who checked us out last week. We had great episodes about the hot stove talked a little bit about uh what did we talk about in the b-block do you remember yeah it's right here uh the doping was it doping oh the russian doping scan yeah. and that russia. was a good episode yeah that was a very good episode the russians are banned check that out 
Uh, thanks for everybody who listened to us. Shout out White Heath, Illinois, Bend, Oregon, Silver Spring, Maryland, Champaign, Illinois, Reading, Pennsylvania, Lexington, Massachusetts, Lebanon, Whitby, Canada, Barcelona, Derry, United Kingdom, City Beach, Australia, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thank you so much for listening. Please continue to do so. If you listen to us on Apple iTunes, please give us a rating. You got those clicks? Give us five stars. That really yeah. helps us out a lot. And or give us one star. Or give us one star. But yeah, don't give fun. us fucking three stars, because that's a coward move. Exactly. Milk <laughs> toast. Um, and if you have the time and the wherewithal, you can give us a review. That would be cool, too. All right. We have a lot to fucking talk about. So let's get right into the headlines. Sam, you ready? Yeah, I'll take it Uh, away. Take it away. Uh, It's been another sizzling week in this year's hot stove season. So we're going to just jump right the fuck in uh, to the AL West. um, Because a lot of exciting shit is happening out West right now. The LA Angels of Anaheim signed the biggest bat of this year's offseason after acquiring Anthony Rendon as free agent for the low cost of seven years and $245 million. Right. Rendon, who was also aggressively pursued by the L.A. Dodgers, said he, but he said he wasn't interested because he wasn't down with that Hollywood lifestyle. The move gives the Angels one of the more formidable as well as wealthy offenses in the bigs, uh, with him joining friend of the show, Shohei Otani, Mike the Weatherman Trout, and Albert, yeah. I could have sworn he fell down a hole, Pujols. <laughs> Pujols. Pujols, there we go. Who are, uh, I mean, I don't know about Otani's contract, but both Trout and Pujols are making about 30 30 plus million dollars a year. Uh, And so is, what's his name there? Uh, Rendon. So anyway, the question is, Joel, for you, what is the Hollywood lifestyle and are you down with it? Okay. The Hollywood lifestyle is exactly with, what I am down with. Have you ever seen the movie The Big Lebowski? Yes. You know that scene where the dude... I watched that movie with you like at least six times. Probably. Yes. It was a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> we went to college together. Yeah. Right when that movie was like popular. Yeah. <laughs> you know that scene where he's at the one, the, the pornographer's house? Yeah. To me, that's the Hollywood lifestyle. And that's the Hollywood lifestyle that Anthony Rendon is going to be living, whether he's with the Dodgers or the Angels. Right. That's what I was thinking. It's like, yeah, he's going to be so pissed when he figures out where the Angels play. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, shit, I thought I signed with the with the Rangers. Exactly. (laughs) Now. Okay, okay, let me backtrack a little bit, because my buddy Cole, he's a big Dodgers fan, and he lives in L.A. proper, and he is like, no, the Angels are not from Los Angeles, they are from Anaheim. Right. And Anaheim, Orange County is, you know, a little bit more pinkies up, right? Right. Well, it's also a little bit more conservative. 
Very much so concerned. Right. Like, yeah. There's no homosexuals out there. Right. Oh, is that what he meant, you think? I do. <laughs> it's like there's too many gays in L.A. proper. I have to go to Orange County. Right, and they control the media. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Turns out Anthony Rendon's just a huge homophobe. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. That's <laughs> a hot take. That's a hot take. Yes. No, and I think he's going to be very disappointed that he's still in Los Angeles metropolitan area. Right. But at least he'll be closer to Disneyland. Right. Which yeah. is a plus. Yeah. Because there's no none of that Hollywood lifestyle allowed in Disney. My least favorite part about this segment is I think you're talking me into being a Dodgers fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, but uh, do you think it's a good move for the Angels signing Rendon? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they ever want to compete in Mike Trout's lifetime, they got to do it now. Yeah. Um, I think it's a bad move for him because Anaheim is where free agents go to die, dude. That's true. Yeah. Like, I love Otani, but he's in, been hurt. Pujols fell down a hole. Right. They had Vladimir Guerrero. I guess he, he did. No, well. he did well there. Yeah. But they got him, like, see, this is a real second act. Top, like, Randon's, what, yes. two, something like that. And that's like, around the same time when Pools went there and fell off the charts. Mm-hmm. So, like, Southern California is not where you want to go for your second act, you know? Unless you're Eric Hosmer and you're going to the Padres and you're just going to smoke weed on the beach. Right. And if that's the second act you're looking for, yeah. that's that Hollywood lifestyle down in San Francisco. That's San Diego. The, the Hollywood lifestyle in San Diego. See, when I th- heard that, I just thought that he wasn't down with, like, veganism and like juicing you know what i mean well that's what i think when i think of hollywood lifestyle you know yeah but when don's a trump guy right you know like so he mean he meant the gays probably yeah 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 all right well we cracked that one all right (laughs) fuck you anthony (laughs) rendon yeah (laughs) moving on (laughs) however not moving too much fun um, and let's come back to the Angels, because this, this will be related to, to what we just talked about. Staying in the AL West, and we've been doing a good job. We're kind of doing division by division right. on the podcast. Unintentionally, almost. Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, teams in the AL West are smelling blood in the water with the formerly untouchable Houston Astros having been rocked this offseason by scandals of cheating and misogyny. We have covered this extensively on this podcast. Check out our previous podcast for updates. Not the Seattle Mariners, though. They're smelling no blood. They're smelling nothing but burnt toast, as usual. On the other hand, the Texas Rangers, like the Angels, are also beefing up. But they're doing it via the trade. Texas lost out on the Rendon sweepstakes and went in another direction to improve by adding ace Corey Kluber, formerly of the Cleveland Indians. Kluber brings much-needed Cy Young pedigree and a veteran presence to a Rangers pitching staff that finished 25th out of 30 in ERA in 2019. 
Sam, question. When do you think the Houston Astros will be dethroned in the West? Uh, 2021 is what I think. Uh, all right. Uh, I think that they'll probably slip a little bit, um, but both the Rangers and the Angels won like 75 games last year. Right. And the Oakland Athletics are the threat. Right. Um, and I think that like, you know, the Angels getting better and the Rangers getting better, that's going to like chip a couple wins off of both the A's and the Astros. So I don't think that it'll happen yet, but you can look at 2021 for Oakland winning the West for the first time in fucking forever. Oh, that would be interesting. Houston has really only lost Garrett Cole at this point, correct? Uh, I feel like they've lost some like other pieces, potentially. They still have Jordan Alvarez, who is really, really good. Right. The Al- Alvatross. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I forgot about the Alvatross. Right. Shit, we gotta, I gotta get better at making these nicknames stick. The Alvatross. So here's my question. Let me just give me my 30 seconds of White Sox talk here. Yeah, what yeah. the hell are the Cleveland Indians? <laughs> what the hell are the Cleveland, Cleveland Indians doing? Well, I think that they're probably like, you know, they shot their shot and they missed. And so now yeah. they're. They're kind of like tearing the last, you know, bits of that 2016 team apart, and they're going to start over. Right, which is opening the door for my White Sox, who refuse to walk through an open door. Right. <laughs> right. They're like that dog that's run into the screen door one too many times, and like, now just now the, trust it. Now the door's open, and they're just standing there. Yeah. Right, exactly. They're just like whining and looking at you. <laughs> That's exactly what they do. <laughs> uh, but you know, I said the same thing at the beginning of last season. So, and you know, True. I was wrong the, then. So no, no. I mean, you weren't wrong. The twins won. The, the twins won the division. That's true. The twins are the smart dog. The twins. Right. The twins are the German Shepherd. Right. The twins, and the, well, no, the twins are just like the giant fucking bull mastiff that was too stupid to realize there was a screen there in the first place. And they just like <laughs> blasted right through. Yeah. <laughs> right. The White Sox are still standing there whining at the door. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. I gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Uh, so what? Oakland. But but you're not ready for the Angels or the Rangers to take over in the West. Right. But, you know, I would see, I would, you know, the thing that I'm thinking is that over the next couple of years, this stink of this cheating scandal, regardless of the penalty that Major League Baseball hands down, um, in addition to kind of a toxic culture in the front office that's been brought to light, is going to make people less interested in going there. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like free agents, yeah. you know, it, it was kind of the hot place to go if you wanted to win a World Series, but I feel like that's not going to be the case anymore. Right. That's scary. Okay. Let's get out of the West for a minute. All right. Moving on. No, we're staying in the West, but we're just going. Well, the National League. We're West. going into the yeah. National League. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> World Series her- hero, 
and all-around terrible dirt biker Madison Bumgardner signed with the Arizona Diamondbacks this week for five years and $85 million. The Diamondbacks were in need of a new rotation ace after sending Zach Greinke to the Astros at the trade deadline last year. After the signings of Steph Strasburg, calling him Steph. Steph. Not Steve. Steph Strasburg and Garrett Cole, the Bumgardner deal, Garrett Cole we'll talk about in a second. The Bumgardner deal looks like a goddamn bargain. Although speculation is that Mad Bum hates the LA Dodgers so much that he took a pay cut to remain in the NL West to pitch pitch against them as much as possible. Are we the only ones speculating that? As far as I know, but we're going to get that Just get on Twitter and get that going. Yeah. Uh, Does this move signify the D-bags are trying to contend or just sign a veteran to lead them through a rebuild? No, I I think those are both too optimistic about Arizona. They don't know what the hell they are doing. Why why do you get rid of Greggy and then pick up Bumgarner in the offseason? If you had even old Granky and old bad at dirt biking Bumgarner on the same team, you'd have a very good pitching staff. And on top of that, losing Goldschmidt. I still contend that Goldschmidt was different than El Central race last year. For sure. So I don't know what Arizona's doing. I mean, yeah, they they want to be the number two team in the NL West. Okay, good, great, go guys. Maybe the number three team. Are they going to be better than San Diego? Probably not. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, they could be trying to go for it, and that's like another another league that is trying to turn into like a dogfight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're all. Um, you know, there could be three good teams out there. But the thing that I think is, like, they traded away Grinky for prospects and young players. And didn't they trade Goldschmidt? They didn't lose him to free agency, did they? I believe you clicked. I think they traded Goldschmidt, too. So, like, I haven't looked into it, but you got to assume that they probably have some good young players. How old is, um, what's his name? Mad, Mad Bum? Yeah, he's, he's only 30. Only 30. He's 30 years old, yeah. Yeah. So... So if you got prospects coming up, right? And I, this is the guy I mean, who, like, how, shot what himself in the foot deal wise by crashing his dirt bike and breaking his shoulder, missing a whole season. He he, he metaphorically shot himself in the foot by literally breaking his shoulder. Right by literally crashing a dirt bike. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, you know, had he not missed that season, he could be looking at. Steven Strasburg, Garrett Cole money this year. Exactly. But he's not. He's looking at $85 million, which is a shitload of money, don't get me wrong. But he's got to live in fucking central Arizona for most of the year, so. Well, but that's your whole point. He just doesn't want the Dodgers to win. Right, and I think the Dodgers were, like, looking at him to, like, make him a deal. Uh And I just assumed that those talks didn't go anywhere. I assume that, like, the Dodgers representatives walked into the room and it was just Garrett Cole, like, revving his dirt bike, shooting at him with a paintball gun. You know what I mean? I'm going to. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, I really don't know. You know that the NL West is the last division that I think about, and the Arizona Diamondbacks are the last team in the last division that I think about. Right. I do not believe that they have a cogent plan moving forward. Right. I don't think that anybody can touch the Dodgers for not probably now. like five more years. Right. Right. Even, with, the even if the Dodgers lose Kershaw, they're still going to be the best team in the... Kershaw's and, not even their best pitcher anymore. You right. know what I mean? Like, Well, Ryu is a free agent, right? Right. Ryu's a, big, a free agent, yeah. but he wasn't their best pitcher either. They have that other guy, that young guy. Yeah. Uh, not really. Um, Bueller. Bueller. Yeah. Freudian slide there. Right. Yeah. They got Gritty. Um, they're, yeah. they're by all accounts of being aggressive this offseason. They're talking, they're trying to trade for Francisco Lindor from Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland. And if that doesn't work out, I just read today they're going to try to go after Mookie, which would probably involve also maybe like David Price or Nate Ivaldi in that yeah. deal. Hmm. Man, that would be a loaded team. Yeah. If they got Mookie or Lindor, that would be a ridiculous team. Yeah. Although they already got a right fielder, so I guess maybe Mookie would play center. I don't know. Do you remember when uh, Manny Ramirez played for the Dodgers? Yeah, briefly. Yeah. yeah. That was interesting. <laughs> All right. I'm anyway, sorry. moving on. Yeah, well, hold on. Before we move on, so we're, we're saying Dodgers is still the team to be in the NL West. Like, head and shoulders. I yeah, Arizona doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Right. San Francisco's sellers. Right. Well, San I don't Diego. know. Madison Baumgartner was a... I don't think that the, the Giants don't have anyone to sell, I don't think. Okay. San Diego's just content to sit and smoke weed on the beach. Right. And then what are the Rockies doing? They're talking about trading Nolan Arenando. Yeah. They've made him available for trade. I don't know if it'll happen because he's like possibly the best player or second best player in the major leagues right now. Yeah. Kind of quietly, you know? Yeah. No, I'm a big Arenado fan. Mm. I, I'm, I am disappointed that it seems here in December – Right, so we don't know what the hell is going to happen over the next three or four months. I'm disappointed that it seems like the Dodgers are going to cakewalk again. That the other right. teams the division are all falling flat on their faces to contend. Right, well, it's, it's not just that. They're just a really well-put-together team, you know? Right. They got, a, they got it going on. But the Astros are a well-put-together team also, but they're dealing with legitimate competition now in their division. I don't think that they will be this year. You don't think so? Yeah. Okay. All right, let's move on. Uh, this, this is going to be a theme. Uh, we're building themes for the offseason. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, here we go. You ready? Yep. Let's go, let's go to the East. The New York Yankees. 
seem determined to return to their evil empire days as they signed former Houston Astro Garrett Cole to a nine-year, $324 million deal. This signing has immediately sent shockwaves throughout the baseball world and beyond, including presidential hopeful and baseball enthusiast Bernie Sanders to tweet, if pitchers can make $324 million, we can pay every teacher in the country at least $60,000. Cole has even said that he will be reluctantly shaving his scruffy beard in accord with Pinstripe's policy. However, the question remains, does adding Garrett Cole finally give the Yankees the pitching rotation that they need to win in October? I would say on paper, yes. I would say that the Yankees have other problems that they need to address, namely that kind of their big names disappear in the postseason. True. Um, and the fact that Aaron Judge is actually not very good at baseball and, like, nobody seems to realize that. Uh, same, same with Lumpy. Yeah. Um, but, you know... It's, you know, money can, you know, the, the Yankees have proven that you can buy championships before, and this is what they're going for right now. Yes, but um, I kind of want to sidebar that, because if you want to talk B-Block about that, the last five years are very strong evidence that the Yankees cannot buy a championship, or at least not as easily as they used to be able to do. Right. Well, they haven't been trying, though, because it's back in their dynasty days, the Yankees were like paying their payroll was like a hundred million dollars more than, more the than anybody team. else. Right. Yeah. And now now that's not like now other teams are are there that TV money is coming in and, and everyone has a similar amount of money to spend, basically. Right. That's a very good point. Yeah. Uh. We've made a lot of fun about the Yankees' rotation because Severino is supposed to be their ace, and Severino is not good enough to be an ace. Severino is trash. Yes. Then they got the fat man, CC yeah. Sabathia. Is he coming back? <laughs> Probably. No, I think he retired. Yeah. Like, then who they got? Fat ass in a broadcaster's booth the next season. Exactly. They've got James Paxton, the Canadian-American. Right. They've got, um, oh, the guy who always does really good when I watch him on TV. He's Cuban, I think. Oh, that guy. I think they dropped him because he beat up his girlfriend. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. So, so I mean, if you've got Cole as your one and then Severino as your two, and Paxton would then be your three. Right. And then uh, Tanaka, right? Is he still yeah. around? Well, yeah, Tanaka, who I think is trash. I yeah. hate Tanaka. Oh, excuse me. I hate Tanaka. <laughs> Those are real... Rick and Morty, like, burp talk you just did there. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, Tanaka, trash. Severino, yeah. trash. Paxton, trash. Yeah. Yeah. 
He an eagle landed on him. Bro. Right. But he yeah. was like not very good before then. And like, but, how many he, years does eagle power last? Probably not that much. You know. That's a good question. <laughs> like he's got to go back into the wilderness of like you know northern Washington to try to yeah. like get another eagle to land on him. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> He's the power go. of the eagle is not infinite. You know, you got to recharge that shit. He's got to go on that spirit quest. Right. Like the yeah. New York Daily News is going to break that James Paxton has like a basement full of caged eagles. And he's just like <laughs> transfusing their blood into his veins. Oh, that would make me so sad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It'd be really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, maybe we'll put that in the steampunk novel, actually. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, the most American, like, <laughs> the most American, like, person in the book, it turns out, is actually harvesting bald eagles for their blood. That, that took a dark turn quickly. Okay. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm going to write it down right now. Write it down right now before you forget. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but, like, we don't know. The ALEs is in total flux, right? Yeah. Because the Red Sox are, what, are they going to re-sign their guys or not? They're trying to get underneath the luxury tax threshold, which <clears throat> they're not too far above, but they got a lot of big contracts that they should be focusing on. Like, if they didn't have to pay David Price $900 million over the next three years, that would be good. Yeah. I feel like, okay, so we've talked in the last couple of weeks, we've talked about the NL Central, we've talked about the NL East, we've talked about the NL West. We talked a little bit today about the AL West and the AL East. So um, when we come back from break, we're going to really have to hit those American League divisions. And talk about those updates. A lot of the movement has been in the National League as opposed to the American League. You've I don't got, think that's true. I think it is. Nationals, Phillies, Mets, Diamondbacks. Who did Giants. the Phillies sign again? The Phillies keep stealing the Yankees, guys. They got Didi Gregorius um, and a pitcher from the Yankees. Right, I feel like that's like less news than no. They got Joe Girardi. Oh, and Joe Girardi, yeah. That's less. That's smaller news than Randon and Kluber. I feel like. Yeah, it is. And small. Cole, those are all AL teams. Oh yeah, you it. I mean, Cole's the biggest story of the off season. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> So how how do we beat the Yankees in 2020? Well, you know, I don't think that it's impossible to beat the Yankees in 2020. I think that it's like, you know, I think that the Yankees in 2020 are not as good as the Astros in 2019. I would agree with that. So they didn't win the World Series. No, the Washington Nationals. Right. Yeah. I'm excited. I think the Red Sox are going to start making moves, and they I don't think that they have yet because they're waiting for a lot of pieces to fall. <coughs> like, 
like something I was reading about the Red Sox recently was that they're trying to shop David Price and that the interest in him is growing because his contract next to Steven Strasburg's contract and uh, Garrett Cole's contract is like seems pretty, you know, it's much smaller. Right, because it was how many years ago? Right. <clears throat> well, he's only got three more years on the contract, A. <clears throat> Unlike Garrett Cole, who they're going to have to pay whatever fucking $40 million a year to when he's 39 years old. You know, like, that's crazy. I would love it if David Price were on the White Sox. Right? I oh, I'd, be so, well there. I'd be so happy. Yeah. If we paid him, you know, an ungodly amount for his twilight years. <laughs> yep. Yep. Garbage time. Guy, that's what I'm talking about. Garbage <laughs> time place. Come to Chicago. Play with the White Sox. All right. It might uh, happen. The White Sox are like looking to make moves too. They need to, but it's very sad. It's like some kind of recreation of your high school prom because all these guys keep getting signed and none of them keep getting signed by the White Sox. Right. And even the ones that we don't want. Like, I would have argued against the White Sox signing Madison Bumgarner, but that would have been better than signing literally nobody. Right, which is what's happened so far. Exactly. Well, maybe you'll get David Price and Mookie Betts. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Dude, I would love to have David Price on the White Sox. Like, just, he, he would fit on the Chicago White Sox so right. well. Yeah, I would like the Red Sox to sign Mookie to a long-term contract, but I don't think that's going to happen. You don't? Well, I mean, what he's gonna he's gonna have to get paid. Like, how much better is he than Anthony Rendon, and like, how much younger is he? So, yeah. if that's your metric, if he's gonna get seven years for two hundred and forty-five million dollars, then like, you need to give Mookie seven years for three hundred million dollars, or you need to give him ten yeah. years for like three hundred and fifty million dollars, or something yeah. like that. You know, right. if if you're going by the Anthony Rendon metric, like. Uh, you're right, yeah. Um, and I don't see the Reds. Like, the Red Sox have to get rid of some of these. <clears throat> Before they can make a deal like that, they have to be able to, they have to, like, get rid of some of these <clears throat> big money contracts that they are giving to these old pitchers who aren't contributing, you know? Because, <clears throat> like, you're paying, like, this year the Red Sox are paying David Price and Nate Ivaldi, you know, $50 million to have an ERA, like to be hurt for half the year and have an ERA around four, you know, like that. Exactly. Yeah. That's not money well spent. And then who knows what's going to happen with Chris Sale. He kind of sucked last year. We just signed him to a long-term deal. Right. How much money do the Red Sox have tied up? Only like a lot, a, a medium amount or a little amount? A lot. Well, they, they have like, they're whatever, $20 million above the tax threshold or $30 million above the tax threshold. So it's not undoable, but, you know, 
with that kind of money, they should be contending. They didn't make the playoffs last year, so something's got to give, you know? All right. Well, my mother just texted me and told me to stop talking about the tax threshold. So, uh, it's dumb on me. It's dumb on me. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> It's definitely up. We got to sign off. Thank you so much for listening. Um, this has been the A Block. We have been talking about baseball. We are going to talk about it more throughout the off season. So stick with us. If you listen to us on, you can listen to us on any of your social media platforms, including Apple iTunes, including Spotify, including the iHeartRadio app, including SoundCloud. Search Dump on the Ump. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also contact us via any of your social media applications, including Twitter, at Dump on the Ump, Facebook, uh, we have a WordPress blog, Instagram, or email at dumponthump.gmail.com. For Sam, my name is Joel. Uh, Thank you so much for listening this evening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Yeah, pick up the pen, write down the sins, cleanse, lay this down, play it for friends, make a few ends, then do it again. J. Cole, who the you would have been? Rhyming with ghosts. Where's Mookie playing in 2020? Could never afford the pressure. Boston. Boston. With clicker messages, I'm destined to invest in urban sections where depression moves. I hope to heal the destitute before I leave this vestibule. Between That's the like more hopeful than that. Right. I'm clear to resurrect a few. I 